Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. So I want to talk about prayer because prayer is what's going to keep you on fire all the days of your life. Two things, prayer and soul winning. Because if you tell people about Jesus, you're not going to go around sinning with them. It's, it's the moment you don't speak up. And I was at university as well, where everybody had their talk, talk, talk. And we had the inter-house, this hostel had to dance with that hostel. And initially I thought, my goodness me, this is like the promised land. But then I realized, no, this is not the promised land. You better change your perspective and realize that you are there to be a torch in the hand of God. You are there to be a radical difference. You are there to be a Shadrach, a Meshach, and a Abednego. Am I talking to a young person here tonight? Let the world define us. God's already defined us in the beginning. So get man and come with your hate mail. But I'm not gonna go with the world agenda. I'll stay with the Bible. And you can call it old fashioned, my brother, but it's not. It's the same power. It's the power of God unto salvation. But we have to hear the truth and we have to respect the truth and we have to accept what God says about us. So don't think the church has to side with the world agenda, what the world is pushing. We're not. It's like the church is expected to tip around, tiptoe around everything the world is throwing at us. Throwing in our education systems. We are not gonna bow to the gods of Egypt. We are not gonna allow the rulers of Egypt to determine how we worship God in South Africa. Can I have an amen? So next 12, persecution against the church and it's going to get severe in South Africa. Not a prophet of doom, but you better listen to me. The people who never stood for God during COVID, I don't know what you are going to do when this next attack comes that is plotted by the world rulers. Now about the time Herod, the king stretched out his hand to arrest some from the church. The church. The church that Jesus loves, the church that Satan hates, the church that Jesus promised to build, the church that Satan will try to dismantle. But thank God Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Every plan, every scheme of the devil against the church of the living God will come to no avail. Oh, come on. I need somebody to give the Lord a praise for a five seconds in Jesus' name. Let's not forget we're part of the church, not part of a political institution a cultural institution, not intimidated by the voices of the world who wants to challenge our sexual identity and challenge our cultural identity and highlight our differences. We are the church. 
I said we are the church. We are accepted in Christ. We are born again into the family of God. We are sons and daughters of the living God. We are washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are in this world. We are not of this world. Come on. Not going to lose our testimony because some evil rulers have an agenda. This Herod had an agenda to stomp out the church. So Peter's thrown in prison. The Bible says, verse 4, So when they arrested him and put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers, 16, to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after the Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. How many of you are part of the church? Lift your hand and say amen. Well, my brother and my sister, then you better get to battle stations. You better get to prayer. You better put on the prayer cloth. You better show up in home cell and become a prayer. You better have a place of prayer in your house. You better change your boardroom into a prayer room in the name of Jesus Christ. You better become a prayer and not a player. Too many players in the church and too few prayers in the church. But constant prayer was offered for Peter. You know, we don't talk about people. We don't talk about other Christians. We pray for them. We don't talk about our brothers and our sisters who fall. We pray for them. We don't talk about our problems. We pray to God. And God will send deliverance. But constant prayer was offered to God for Him by the church. Not everybody living his own life like COVID tried. You in your corner, me in my corner. Me living, me, myself and I happy. I don't need a church. No. The church cared about Peter. The church cared about the future of Christianity. The church lived united. The church gathered together daily in the temple. Three times every day, believers came together to pray. So forget this Christianity in isolation. It doesn't exist. It's nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere. Have to be planted in a church. Have to be committed to a local church somewhere. You have to stay in the local church where God plants you when you feel like leaving. I heard about a pastor, great man of God. He is a medical doctor. The congregation never knew it. He stood up in front of his church and he said, okay, I actually thought I was going to do it one Sunday morning, but I knew people will uh, misuse it and distort it on social media. So I thought, no, let me not rather do it. Let me put him in the predicament without putting his name and he stood up in front of the church church of thousands like our church many tens of thousands he said listen God spoke to me or I'm moving to America and everybody looked at him and shocked he said they said he said by the end of the month I'm gone they looked at him in shock he said I feel God called me to go be a doctor but he's been their pastor for 20 something years He said, okay, you don't want me to leave. They said, no. He said, well, I don't want you to leave either. How come that so many of you are here one day and I have to find out from somebody else you've moved to another church because God moved you along. That's not family. 
No, no father just leaves a house and no child just abandons his family. You stay planted where God places you. Don't spiritualize it. You stay planted, connected where God placed you in the name of Jesus. Say amen. Oh, come on in Jesus' name. And if you're not planted in a church somewhere, get planted. Not where you think the program is the coolest. Get in a church where you will be challenged. Gone are the days where you seek to worship God with people who are just like you. Same culture, same vibe. You're in South Africa and you have to embrace all the people of South Africa because that is the church of Jesus Christ. Every tongue, every tribe and every nation. I mean, if we don't get along down here, how are you going to get along in heaven? You leave a church because there's too many black people, God's going to put you in heaven with all those black people that you left. So you can learn to love your brother. What's wrong with you in any case? That all you can focus on is the outside. We're all created in the image of God. We all hail from God. We're all humans. We're equal before God. Stop looking at people based on what you see. Stop building relationships for what you can get. So constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping. Bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him. Hallelujah. Told you this morning, prayer will bring the angels of God to your aid. <clears throat> and a light shone in the prison and struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly. Some of you have to get out of what you're busy with quickly. Listen to me tonight. Some of you have to stop being undecided, double-minded. Some of you have to stop living one foot in the world, one foot in the church and get both your feet back in church so God can use you as a burning torch. Are you listening to me tonight, young person? Don't grace grace me. Grace changes you. Grace breaks the power of sin over your life. Grace breaks the desire to sin over your life. Grace is not a license to go do what you want to do. Grace does what the law could not do. Grace breaks the yoke of sin and slavery over your life. Grace sets you free. Grace gives you a hunger for God and the things of God. Don't talk grace to me and you're living a double life. Don't live, talk grace to me and, and you're always running. One day you say hallelujah. And the other day, we can't repeat the words that come out of your mouth. You have to make up your mind where you are. Because you cannot sit on the fence. You cannot be double-minded. You cannot be lukewarm. You cannot be undecided. You have to make up your mind. Get yourself into the presence of Jesus. And invite those same drinking buddies to your house and say, 
when they come with their beer and whatever else, you say to them, okay, we're going to start a little bit different. Before we have alcohol, we're going to have a prayer meeting. Let's pray. Lift your hands and we are going to pray. And you pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You pray. You pray. You just begin to pray. You just begin to worship God. When you see again, the eyes are going to be wide open. Or some of them will fall on these and cry out to God in Jesus' name. I've been in many situations among unbelievers. And all I do is I pray. First home cell I started in Lady Brand, nobody knew Jesus. I would praise and worship God. I went through the whole program, the four W's, and I would worship God alone. And they would all stand at me. I'm all alone. There I am. And I close my eyes because I feel the pressure of everybody else looking at me. What the heck is this? What the, but then I go, He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. And I would just worship Him, praise Him. And I would go into worship, feeling all this pressure, keeping my eyes closed because of the pressure. And when I opened my eyes, they were all standing in. Oh, what have we just witnessed? I said to them, you need to get right with Jesus. They said, I know. Because when Christianity is real to you, people will see it. When Jesus is real to you, people will see it. When your passion for God is real, people will see it. When you love God more than anything else, people will see it. When you love God more than anything else, your boyfriend will see it. Your girlfriend will see it. Your business associates will see it. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, when you've had an encounter with Jesus Christ, listen. I don't come out of a religious background. I come out of a sinful background. I know sin. And I'll tell you that sin cannot please you. Promises to please you for a moment, it enslaves you. It takes you down a path of death and disaster. It steals your soul, it leaves you hollow. That's why you will never, ever, 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 ever have peace without Jesus Christ. Oh, you can party, you can drink, you can dance on the latest music, but I'll tell you, my brother, you can get into that bed alone. And even if you get into the bed with somebody else, let me say somebody else, let me say somebody else, I don't know who that somebody else is, you're still alone. You are still alone. You lie there and you think. Even if you're as drunk as a skunk, sometimes you think about eternity. How do I know? Because I did. I thought about eternity. I thought about what's going to happen if I die. I thought there had to be something better about this life than just living it up from relationship to relationship, from joint to joint, from party to party. There had to be something. I was lost. But I thank God my Savior came because my grandmother prayed for me. My mother prayed for me. And that which was lost was found. Jesus Christ Himself saved me. And I'll tell you tonight, if you haven't encountered the love of God, you need to be saved by the power and the love of Jesus Christ. Now Peter was in prison. I was in a prison as well. Both my grandmothers prayed for me. My mother prayed for me. I think people who don't even know my name prayed for me. That's what prayer does. You can pray in tongues and you're praying for somebody in China. You don't know. 
But somebody prayed for me and I thank God my prison doors open and my chains fell off. Family, we have to pray like never. We have to pray for this coming revival. We have to pray for a move of God. We have to pray that the chains will be broken, that the shackles will fall off, that the prison doors will open. In the name of Jesus, we have to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray like the early church did. They prayed, the Bible says, constant prayer was made for Peter. Get back on your campuses and pray, 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 pray for a move. Get back in your schools and pray, pray, pray for a move of God. Get back into your homes and pray, pray, pray for a move of God. Get back into your home's house and pray, pray, pray for a move of God. And those who are blind will see and the deaf will hear and the lost will be found and the chains will be broken and the burdens will be removed and a great move of the Holy Ghost is imminent and it will be because He said there's going to be a rain, not a few drops. There's going to be a deluge. There's going to be a flood from the heavens. But like Elijah, we better get ready. We better put on our prayer garments and we have to go to work, church, pastors, hope cells. We have to go to work and cry out to God for a move of God so that these prison doors can be opened. Those who were loose have walked right back into the prisons that God has delivered them from. We're not going to criticize them. We're going to pray. Listen. Those girls that used to be on fire in church, they're now running wild in the world. Get together and pray for them because they've run back in the prison that Jesus delivered them from. Stop criticizing and pointing your finger. Prim makes tremendous power available. We have to change the tone of our praise. We have to change the intensity of our praise. It's an instruction CRC from the Holy Ghost to all of us who are members of this church. Get into the closet and pray. Gather in your home cells and pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Cry out to God. Watch what God is going to do. God's going to bring the prodigals home. The backslider, the lost, the broken, the captive will be set free. But we have to pray because we have a promise from God of revival. When the promise comes, it's not automatic. We have to believe the promise. We have to declare the promise. We have to prophesy. And then we have to pray until the promise is fulfilled. That may be your mom and dad not saved. That may be your brother that's gone back on drugs. That may be your son that's run away from God. Pray for him. Pray until he comes to his senses in Jesus' name. So the church prayed, constant prayer was made, and Peter was delivered from the prison. 1 Thessalonians, Timothy 2 verse 1, the Bible says, us exalt Therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, intercessions, be, giving of thanks be made for all men. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18, rejoice always. Amen. Rejoice always. Why do you rejoice before you pray? Because you pray from a, 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 a place of victory. You're not getting, trying to get God to do what God hasn't already done. 
You are releasing what God already did 2,000 years ago through your prayer. You are releasing the angels through your prayer to bind those principalities, power, spiritual wickedness in high places, rulers of darkness. You release the power of God when you pray. When you are passive, God cannot move in your life. He says, pray without ceasing. Colossians 4 verse 2, continue earnestly in prayer. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Ephesians 6, 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. James chapter 5 verse 13, in the Amplified Bible, is anyone among you suffering? He, she must pray. Not complain. Not talk about an unfair system. Not talk about apartheid. You have to pray if you are suffering. You're facing injustice. You should pray. Is anyone joyful? Anyone here tonight joyful? <laughs> well, the girls always uh, outjoy the, the men. So let me say it like that. She, I think he wrote it wrong Yeah, She is to sing praises to God. Hallelujah. Is anyone sick? He must call for the elders, spiritual leaders. You know, when, 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 I, when, when I go for prayer, I don't just let anybody lay hands on me. I don't want em empty hands laid upon me. Uh, you quickly see a man that walks with God and a man that carries power. If, if there's 10 people standing out to pray for people, you find the one that you can see the anointing is on so God can touch you through that person in Jesus' name. You don't just go to anybody for prayer. He must call for the spiritual leaders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven him. Notice this is Bible, not CRC doctrine. This is Bible. Therefore confess your sins to one another, just not to Sister Bucket Mouth. Amen. Okay, brother bucket mouth. That means brother gossiper. You tell some people, will you pray for me? Then it's on social media. So find a prayer partner that you can trust, please, because most people today have a problem with their mouths. It's called a, a, a diuretic mouth. <clears throat> he says, confess your sins to one another your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt, heartfelt, not by the way, heartfelt. I love you, so I'm gonna pray for you. I'm passionate about hurting people, so I'm gonna pray for them. The heartfelt and persistent, constant prayer of a righteous man, a believer which are all of you saved by the grace of God, can accomplish much when put into action. Doesn't help we think about prayer or talk about prayer. We have to get busy praying. We have to pray heartfelt prayers. We have to pray persistent prayers. We have to pray prayers of revival so we can see God move in our nation. Come on, FB, Faith TV and Praise TV and all the people with us tonight God is waiting to hook up with you.
There is always a God side and a man's side to any, every breakthrough. God has done everything He's going to do. And while you're waiting for God, God says, no, use the gift of prayer. Make your request known. Be anxious for nothing. Raise your voice to God. Cry out to the living God for your husband, your family, and watch what God's going to do. Breakthrough in Jesus' name. God bless you. Love you. Amen. Hallelujah. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man or woman can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It's dynamic and can have tremendous power. So, so we have this potential, we have this power. Jesus, when He hung on the cross, He said, I can call 12 legions of angels. You read the Bible, we don't worship angels. But they are, Hebrews 1 verse 14 says, Ministering spirits sent forth to minister four years of salvation. Psalm 103 verse 3 in the Bible says, They hearken to the voice of His commandments. They obey God. They've been assigned by God to assist us. To protect us. Sometimes to guide us. They are called the end time harvesters. They are the ones that will separate between the sheep and the goats. They are the ones that will gather people into our buildings if we pray. Listen to me. They are the ones that will defuse the plans of the enemy. They are the ones that are released by the power of God. Do you realize tonight if God could open your eyes, you would see this place filled with angels and they will not sit there with a docile mind. They will be standing here worshiping God, glorifying God, especially when people get saved here tonight. They will be jumping up and down on that balcony. You cannot see it, but they are real. They are invisible, but they are real. They are in this place. When you climb in your car, there's always an angel with you. When you drive down to the pub or the club, your angel doesn't leave you. He goes with you, buddy. That's why you feel uncomfortable at times when you're all alone. Because somebody is watching you, your angel. God, yes. But angels, do you get that? Demons, angels are real. The spirit world is more real. You are a spirit, not a flesh. When you die, your spirit soul goes to be with the Lord or will go to hell eternally damned. So angels, before we were even created, were called the sons of God. Angels stand before the throne of God. Angels commute between the world we live in and between the throne room of God. Satan can no longer do that. What happened in the book of Job can no longer happen because Jesus sprinkled His blood on the mercy seat. Satan no longer has access into the presence of God. He's cast out of heaven with a third of the angels. He's defeated. We have all this power available to us. Listen to me, please. We have all this power available to us. That's why a little grandmother of 80 years old who knows her power and her authority in the name of Jesus can change a city, can change a nation when she prays with authority in the name of Jesus. When she prays, she will release the angels assigned to her if she's in the purpose of God. I think when we get to heaven one day, we are going to get a big shock as to who will get the big prizes in heaven. Not that we want the prizes, but the Bible talks about rewards, right? And I'll tell you the ones who are going to get the rewards are those that have interceded. 
those that have stood between the living and the dead, those that have pride, uh, prayed, spare thy people, O oh God, spare thy people. It's those like my father-in-law, Sid Gibbons, that for 40 years since I've known him, long before he ever worked for the church, he was up every morning, two o'clock till five o'clock, and he would groan and travail, and he would groan and travail, and he would pray for the last while he was a swimming coach, the best swimming coach this country's ever seen, trained people like Ray Nietling and everybody else. He, he prayed. He was a prayer, 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 prayer. He understood that he as one individual could affect hundreds of thousands of souls for eternity. You know, sometimes people look at themselves and they say, what can I do? You can pray. Stop playing. Stop offering these uh, kingdom God in praise to God and get baptized in the Holy Ghost and get on fire for God and get back to the prayer closet where it actually costs you your life, laying down your life when you pray those prayers of groaning and travailing. The Bible says, as soen as I travailed, she brought forth the children. Galatians 4, 19, my little children, for whom I travail in birth again until Christ is formed in you. We have to pray for the young converts. We have to pray for the young converts. We have to pray for Christ to be formed in these young converts. We have to put those names at the altar and lay on those names and pray that the work Jesus started, Jesus will finish. We cannot do prayer as by the way in the church, pastors and leaders. We need our intercessors back at the altars. We need our prayer warriors back at the altars. We need our pastors back at the altars. Weeping between the porch and the altar crying out for God to spare His people in Jesus' Name. Praying for mercy. Praying for the prison doors to open. Come on! In Jesus' Name. Need to go beyond this natural dimension. Go beyond this natural dimension. Because if we're going to see the revival God promised, we have to pray the prayers that God require. We have to get down to business. You see the man or the woman serious with God is the one who's, who's a prayer. Easy to praise. Easy to jump. Total different thing to come lie on your face for an hour and pray from your gut. Heartfelt. Praise for people you don't even know. Not just a pray, pray for your, 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 your baby, but a pray for other people hooking up with the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying prayers of revival by the fire of the Holy Ghost. That's what the church needs. We don't need entertainment. We need a move of God. Listen, young people, pastors, get it. We don't need entertainment. You need fire. You need to carry the fire of God as I did in my generation. You need to carry the fire of God that will change people. And eradicate the appetite for the world and what this world has to offer. In Jesus' Name. Church is not a social club. Jesus said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Get those young people to pray and the world will lose its attraction. I said, get those young people to pray and the world will lose its attraction. Get those young people to worship God in the Spirit and they will catch the fire of God and they will become evangelists for God without a course. Jesus said, you will receive power 
After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You know, when people lose their power, they turn to entertainment. They want to entertain the people because they lose their power. I had all the entertainment that you could give me in the world. All the dating, all the visiting, all the parties, all whatever you want to call it. Every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, party time. And I was empty until I met Jesus. Until I met Jesus, the real Jesus. Until I met Jesus. Until I met Jesus. And He filled me. I said He filled me. Until I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And He he, he filled me. And He set me on fire. And He burned out the things of this world. That song we sang, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, a new version. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. I understand that we need to do things like have a club for people who want to ride bicycle. And, and motorbikes and all those kind of things. I understand that. I, I don't think we should go sit in heaven or, or just now sit under a tree, etc. But listen to me very carefully. You want to stay with God or keep people uh, 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 with God, you need to lead them into the presence of God. They have to taste God. They have to, they have to see Jesus. They have to experience Jesus. They have to experience the power of God. They have to know what it is to pray in the power of God and to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Otherwise, something else will come along and take their attention. See, when we got saved, we got saved full on. Like people look at us and say, Pastor, you know, things are different. What's different? People are the same, man. People were the same in Sodom and Gomorrah. Those cities were destroyed because people were so perverse. People were the same in, in Rome, um, etc. Sin has been around as, as from, from, from almost the beginning of time. The Bible says again and again, it, it regretted God that He created man because the way of man is evil all the time. They turn to evil all the time. The intention of man is evil, selfish, sinful. That's what the Bible says. Often God said, why in the world did I make mankind? Because all they can do is evil. Think about the level of evil. Of what happened recently, that people would rape eight women again and again and again and again and again. Here in South Africa. And we are so desensitized, half of us don't even register how violent and vile that act is. Another person murdered. Another person killed. Just things happening And it's like we're desensitized and we live like we are powerless. And yet we have the key to change everything. We have the key to shape history. If we turn back to Jesus, turn back to prayer, turn back to revival. If we will throw ourselves on the altar and become broken. And, be, and throw ourselves on the altar and become a vessel that God can use. And allow the Holy Ghost to pray the prayers that need to be prayed through us. No longer pray our prayers, but pray His prayers. No longer live our level of Christianity, but live His level of Christianity. Being people on fire like the early church when they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they lived unapologetic, 
They lived unstoppable. They lived immovable. They lived unshakable. Everything was shaken around them. But I tell you, my brother and my sister, they stayed with God. And the reason why they stayed with God is because they prayed. They worshiped God. They served the living God. They served the purpose of God. They never lost their bearings. They never lost their purpose. There was not a boy or a girl or something else that took them away from God. The greater the persecution, the more these people pressed into God. The more people that were imprisoned, the more these people prayed and cried out to God and the greater the move of God. We better press into God. Every pastor, every CRC church, open your half night prayer meetings again and get the people to pray and we will not have buildings big enough to to, to be able to contain what God is going to do in Jesus' name, not by might nor by power, but by the Holy Ghost. Not by might nor by power, but by the Holy Ghost. We have to pray, 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 pray some more, pray, 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 pray some more, pray, 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 and pray some more until things begin to shift and then we have to pray and 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 pray until things come into reality until your devils are defeated until your addictions are broken until your sufferings are are healed in jesus name you have to pray and pray and pray and stop acting a victim present yourself before the throne of grace and cry out to this god of heaven cry out for his mercy cry out that God will move in Jesus name and he will fulfill his word in your life because our God is alive our God is not dead our God is able our God is waiting for his church to rise up as an army in prayer our God is waiting for the church to be like the early church who offered constant prayers to God every day of the week even in the midnight hour praying to see God's restoration. In Jesus' name, come on, some of you begin to lift your voices and just pray. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray a little bit in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Get out of your head, get into your heart. Too many pastors, you're in your heads. Get into your heart. The effectual, fervent prayer, the heartfelt prayer of a righteous man avails much. The heartfelt, 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 heartfelt. Heartfelt. Praying with all your heart. We need the travailers back at the altars. We need the travailers back at the altars. We need the intercessors back at the altars. Come on, CRC, we are raising the intensity of our prayer all over South Africa, all over the nations of the earth where we are. We are going to position ourselves in our high places, in our cities, in our home cells, through our prayer walks. And we are going to claim back the territory the devil has stolen from us. In the name of Jesus, we are going to cry out to God. We are going to see chains broken, prison doors open. Giants defeated in the name of Jesus. Come on. Not even the prince of the kingdom of Persia can stop one believer. Because when you cry to God, the angels will be dispatched. 
The angels will be dispatched, CRC. Lift your voice and pray, pray, pray. Lift your voice and prophesy. Lift your voice and declare. Need a wave of prayer. A wave of prayer. Do we sweep the church in South Africa? To defuse the plans of the enemy? Come on, just a little bit longer. Pray, 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 pray for your child. God hears your prayer tonight. Pray for your home cell. Pray for your sister. Pray for your parents. Pray, pray, pray from your heart. It's not about your volume, it's about your heart. say this to you tonight you know the devil knows where God is working and he knows what God's plan is for your life and he'll do everything in his power to stop God's plan with your life wherever the will of God is revealed demonic opposition will manifest wherever there's a people want a prophecy a prophecy and a promise might be two same things but when the prophecy comes the battle will come because Satan will try to stop God's plan in your life. And prayer is the only way you will stay on the front foot. The only way. Not one of the ways, the only way. The only way. As a Christian, prayer is our oxygen. It's our life. It's our weapon. There's many things God wants to do. But because we are not obedient in the place of prayer, God is not able to. I can prove that to you right throughout the Bible. When Joshua fought against Amalek and Moses was standing on the mountaintop, while his hands were up praying, the Israelites defeated the Amalekites. When his hands became heavy, the Amalekites defeated the Israelites. So Aaron and her ministry and business. You want God's kingdom to advance? You have to stay faithful to the ministry calling and to your business calling to finance God's kingdom. It's amazing how people when they make money disconnect from the church. It's amazing. Satan's deception to stop momentum in God's kingdom. So while they upheld his hands, Joshua won. And defeated Amalek. We're in a battle. I'm not negative. I said to you, we, 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 we're in a position of rejoicing. But some of you, you just want this easy Christianity that does not exist. It's nowhere in your Bible. All the conflict you see in the world is a result of what's happening in the heavenlies. The spirit world. And we can't be asleep as Christians. And not take our positions as watchmen on the wall 
and pray in Jesus' name. Pastors who don't have faith is because they don't pray. Pastors who don't advance God's kingdom is because they don't pray. Because when you pray, God talks to you. When you pray, God infuses you. When you pray, God gives you fire. When you pray, God gives you wisdom. When you pray, God gives you strategy. Same with a businessman. My brothers build his business through prayer. And his wife will tell you, pray. He walked into his business every morning when nobody was there and he prayed in tongues over his business. And built shopping centers all over South Africa where people say he couldn't start it with black plastic bags. So that's why when people tell me, uh, you know, I can't, I don't have education all that stuff. I don't even listen to that nonsense because too many people just believe that anything is possible and did what they could do. And what they could do was just pray. That's what I did. When I went to Lady Brand for six people, all I did was pray. Pray in tongues. Pray, pray, pray. Three hours every morning, five o'clock till eight o'clock. Pray, 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 pray. Because when you pray, you are prophesying to your spirit. You are building your spirit. And you are praying the praise of God over your future, your destiny, your family, the wife that God's chosen for you, the children that are still going to be born, etc., etc., etc. It's like too many people, and I sense it. I, because I've been a very, I come out of a revival school, man. When people begin to pray, I can feel they're here or they're there. Can feel it. The minute, no matter how loud they're trying to pray, you can feel they're all yeah. And yeah changes nothing. 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 That's why you first have to cast yourself upon the rock and become broken. And when you are broken, something different comes out of you. You pray out of your heart. You talk out of your heart. You hear some people speak and it's all yeah. You hear some people talk and it's all out, yeah. You hear some people sing, it's yeah. You hear somebody else sings and it's yeah. It's a vessel that's broken. Only a vessel that's broken. Broken before God, which is labor in prayer, carries that treasure that this world is looking for. And that my brother, my sister requires consecration, sacrifice that I've seen very few people willing to give themselves to, crying out to God praying when you are suffering. Because the last thing you feel like doing when you suffer is pray, right? You want somebody else to pray for you. And we can. But he says, if you suffer, then you have to pray. You have to go through that battle. You have to pray in the fire. You have to pray in the valley. You have to cry out to God. Not look for an easy way out, Naaman, a prophet just to wave his hand over you. No. You have to go through your wrestling with God, Jacob. You have to go through your encounter with God. You have to break before God yourself. Are you ready for that journey? If you are, you will find yourself on the other side. But not the vain you, the God you the Christ you, the one that God can use, the one that will give God the glory, the one that will stay with God, the one that nobody will be able to take away from God. Because you've been broken by Him and you've been built by Him. The only place is humbling yourself in prayer and fasting. Not at the beginning of the year but according to the season of your life where you're at. Some of you have been in the same place for so long and nothing is changing. And uh, you know, I don't understand that people are desperate, but they're not desperate enough to pray. Can you, can you, can you figure that out? No. They're desperate, but they're not desperate enough to pray. Why? Because it takes effort. Because we're a generation that's been taught no effort is required. Christ has done it all. You have to do nothing. 
Nothing can be further from the truth. He's done it all. But to receive what He's done from, for you, you have to press in. You have to knock and keep on knocking. You have to ask and keep on asking. You have to seek and keep on seeking. You have to go and keep on going. You have to do what you can do. You have to pray and look until there's a cloud. There's no easy. There's no just sitting on the outskirts of Christianity and you want God to do great things in your life. No. You have to get real and desperate and hungry. And that's your walk with God. Because my brother, my sister, whether you believe it or not, you will stand before God one day alone. All by yourself. You will. Yes, you will. He has eternity for all of us to appear before him. The Bible says the point of a man wants to die and then the judgment. The Bible says we will all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each man may receive according to the works that he has done. We will all stand before Jesus one day. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And this life, once you follow Christ, it's no longer about yourself. It's about God, His kingdom and other people. And as you seek His kingdom, God will take care of you. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. God loves you. There are people standing here today with great destiny in all our churches. They're in Bloemfontein, in Vintuk, in Gabarone, in Cape Town, in Durban, in Potsdam, Johannesburg, people of great destiny. It is a concern to me that many of you are serving God, but you're not serving God fully. And if you don't make up your mind, something else will make up your mind. And that's going to take you away from God. So while every head is bowed, every eye closed, there's a fire burning in your heart. It's almost like you're nervous. You're not right with God. This word is for you tonight. You want to get back. You want to get right with God. You want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you served God at one time. You've grown cold. Maybe you've wandered away from your father's house. I don't know, but we can't do this thing half-heartedly. It's all or nothing. And I don't care about your boyfriend about next to you tonight or your girlfriend. Tonight, you need to make the decision. And you need to give your life to Jesus. Or have a restart. I don't care whether you've made this decision three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. But this COVID has stolen something from you and it has from so many people. And we don't criticize them. We're going to pray for them by name. We're going to call them back by name in Jesus' name. And we're going to see them catch the fire of God again. We're going to see prison doors open. People are going to come out of prisons. We're not going to accept what Satan has done. We are going to see a greater revival we've ever seen CRC. Say amen in Jesus' name. Yes, we will. Because that's God's will for us. And we are going to pray it, pray it, pray it. And the angels are going to assist us. And the power of God's going to move. You're not here by accident tonight. God brought you to this place to save you. To deliver you. To bring you into relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. If you die tonight, will you go to heaven? Maak jou saak recht met die Heere vanavond. Gee jou leven vir Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. People praying in all our churches. You say, Pastor, that's me. I'm sick and tired of living this life. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. So I want to come back to Jesus. 
If that's your desire, quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand. I want to say a prayer before we close the service. Quickly, raise your hand up all over this place. Lift it up. Lift it up high all over this place. Raise it up. Up, 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 up. Thank you, God bless you. Bless you, God bless you. God bless you. Raise it up. Up high. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Slip it up. There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. Tonight, you come. Hope. Last time all for now. Don Bloomfontein, you've not yet raised your hand. Slip your hand up quickly. Say yes. Tonight. Tonight. For now. Keer ek terug. Na my eerste liefde toe. Ek gee my leven oor aan Jesus. Van aand. In Jesus naam. Voor ek bid. Jy het nog nie hand op. Vertel nie. Dankie, dankie. Tel hom van nog op. Kom aan man. Luister hier binnen jou hart. As hy ouwe springbok klein spiro kon onttrek, aantrek haas so in nelspruit. Liewe jimmel. Hoe kan jy nie jou hand wil optel in die kerk nie? So, before I pray tonight, you say, that's me tonight. I need to get right with God. Slip your hand up. Thank you at the back. God bless you. Jesus loves you. You're valuable. You're precious. He cares about every one of you. Put your hand on your heart. Everybody pray this. Pray with me tonight. Say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I surrender my heart to you. I believe with all my heart, you died for my sin you shed your blood for me as my saviour I believe that you rose from the grave and you are alive tonight I give myself back to you and I accept you as my Lord as my saviour thank you for a new beginning thank you for forgiveness and right now I forgive everyone that sinned against me. Help me to live for you. And Father, help me to be an influence to my friends and my family to see them all saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.